0: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>
0: What's going on, Queens? My name is Josh, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast for episode 28. Wow, it's been a journey, and I am really excited to keep sharing it with you, as well as the team now at Broadway Podcast Network. You guys would have heard the new intro to the episodes. Uh, If you missed the announcement, I'm officially a part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, I'm really excited to be working with the team at BPN to help get my episodes out to another audience out there and hopefully bringing some new people in to share the love of this show uh, with them and with all of you as well. But this week, we have Jazz Shen. We're going back out on the cruises. Jazz was arrogant on the breakaway and she is stopping by the podcast this week to have a good old chat to us. So grab your popcorn, buckle in because it is time to get down. Here we go, Queen. Stop
1: me because I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down.
0: Hey Queens, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. I am joined by another breakaway member, Miss Jazz Shen. Hey Woo. Jazz, how are you going? Hello. <laughs> I am really excited to have you here today. Um I'm just checking my book. You're our first Aragon that we've had. Congratulations. Am I? Yes, I believe so. You're the first full-time Aragon that we've had. Honored. Right? Yes. <laughs> you can put that up on your wall. That that's the official hey. <laughs> that's that's the winner there. So we were just speaking about how you've listened to the podcast, so we're just going to get stuck straight in with these quick fire questions. Um, do you remember the Amazing. first musical that you ever saw? Uh,
1: the Lion King.
0: Oh, great introduction. Bit of mm. Disney. Yay, yay. Love a bit Disney. Do you know what your most used emoji is?
1: Oh, it has to be the cry laughing face. Oh,
0: that's mine. I use that way too often mm.
1: and it's
0: ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what is the top thing on your bucket list right now?
1: skydiving Oh yes. yeah I really want to do it I really want to do it we were supposed to do it when we were on the cruise and we planned it all but obviously then got cut short so we were like no <laughs>
0: <laughs> going off of that what's your biggest fear
1: oh I have a fear of spiders but then that's not really like a big big fear I don't know really I don't really have a fear.
0: When people ask me this question, I'm like, I don't have a fear. Like I can yeah, I don't do really heights, have one. spiders, whatever it is, I can do it. <laughs> um, perfect. So, theatre, that is where we connect. Um, what was your introduction to the performing arts? How did you get into performing?
1: Um, well, I actually started dancing when I was about four, And I did the whole thing. Start with ballet, then you do jazz, and I started tap when I was probably about eleven or twelve, quite late. Um, And I didn't actually start singing until I like properly. I had my very first professional singing lesson when I went to Bird College in the UK, um, which is where I trained. Um, But before that, I just kind of sang in the shower, did little mini concerts for myself. Um, (laughs) But then I decided that I wanted to be on the stage when I watched The Lion King, the musical, and I think I was about 10. And it was just that light bulb moment of watching it and just being in awe of everything. Yeah. And I don't know if you've watched The Lion King, but I was sat in the stalls, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but if you sit in the stalls, it's a way better experience than when you sat anywhere else. <laughs> and it literally, I was so blown away. I just turned to my mom and was like, mom, I want to do that. And she just went, okay, carry on watching. <laughs> good thing i, I, like, I, I want to do it she's like okay okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is great um so obviously six is the main reason we are here that is the show that i think is bringing us together if it's lion king good on disney but i'm 100 I'm percent mm. certain it is six um yeah so how did you find out about the show
1: what was your kind of um i'd heard about it and like when it first came out I know that like all of my friends who are like really, really into musical theatre were like, this soundtrack's amazing. You need to listen to this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was actually the same with Hamilton as well. When Hamilton's soundtrack came out, I was really late on that one. And I just, I'm very much, I'm always the last person to get onto stuff because I just, my intention plan's awful for a starter. So I just can't sit there and listen to a whole soundtrack, have to do it in little bits. So I finally got around to listening to the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, this is incredible. And I didn't realise it was so poppy. And the genre was literally, like, pop, musical theatre, pop. And I was all for that because growing up, I always thought, like, like, I didn't even know what legit musicals were before I started training. That's how awful I was at musical theatre. And I literally just listened to the soundtrack and thought, this is amazing. Like, I have to be in this. And... I remember listening to the soundtrack I think when I was in my near the end of my first year uh, training and more towards into the second year when I was in my second year I was really into it and I was like oh this is amazing this is brilliant um but yeah that is how I heard about six basically through the grapevine
0: (laughs) that's amazing I'm definitely the same I had a friend tell me to listen to it and then six months later was like you actually look like actually yeah, no, like, you have to listen to it <laughs> i think i got through like the first i think i got to the first live in x wives and i was like messaged her straight away i was like okay. i'm so sorry okay. <laughs> i should have should have listened six months ago
1: i'm sorry for doubting you <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um what was it like auditioning for this show from your experience what Ooh. talk me through your so experience i auditions.
1: actually auditioned for six twice hey hey um the first time was when I met Hazel so we both auditioned for Town and Tour back in ooh, I can't even remember now maybe March time 2019 yeah um and basically I think I got cut like the second like the round just before the final so I didn't make it to the final but I got cut before that and I was like you know what that's fair. and um Pearson casting were amazing so they're the people who cast the show yeah. and I remember James like took me to the side and he was like actually said to my face like it's a no from us blah 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 blah, blah. but I said it in the most heartfelt way and I thought wow that is incredible like I've never had a casting director come up to me and say no to my face which I really appreciated because normally you just don't ever hear back yeah. and you're like well I don't know if I got it or not um so then that was the end of my journey then I was obviously following Hazel's journey because she got to the I think she got To the next round and then got cut. I can't quite remember. Um, but then funny story, because then the second time round when I auditioned was probably uh, probably around this time last year, to be honest. And I went into the audition room and I was like, oh, this is scary, but like also familiar because I'd just done it literally like a couple of months before. Yeah. And it was all like amazing, and I couldn't make my private audition. So I had to turn up to the opens, and oh my God, I put my hands up to people who turn up to open auditions because the queue. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. It literally went round the whole of Fulham and I was like, oh my god, this is mental. And then I felt really bad because then I, I cut the queue because I'd messaged James and I was like, I can't make my um private. Do you mind if I turn up to the uh opens? He's like, Yeah, yeah, go for it. Just turn up at like twelve and like cut the queue, come in and like just join in. <sighs> I was like, amazing, thank you. So I said to- <laughs> And literally a whole line of people going round the whole of town literally just looked at me as I cut the queue and I felt awful. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I just went in, um, did the audition process, got to the final and then the rest is history, I guess, yeah.
0: And here we are. Um, Were you in
1: Arrogant from day one? See, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like something took over my body in that (laughs) process (laughs) because in real life I would class myself as a Berlin I really would class myself as a Berlin and so when I got told that um, I was going to be playing Aragon I was like oh interesting and then I remember doing the Aragon song in the auditions, and I swear to God, I was possessed by that point because it wasn't me performing that song. I was like some diva. I didn't even know what happened. I was just like, "Jazz, where where have you gone? Who was this person right now?" Snaps out of
0: it. What just happened? Did Literally. Did I just Did I just do that?
1: Cool, sweet, thanks. <laughs> That's
0: Great. Um, so getting the call, what what was that moment like for you? Because this was your first professional gig as well, wasn't it?
1: yeah so um what was it
0: like getting that call being like yo this you do oh
1: this. it was mad I remember so basically it was during summer term at college so it was when I had to like do my like I think my assessments were finished my dissertation was done and it was just like getting ready for the summer show so it was kind of like in and out of college and I literally lived like 10 seconds away from college in in a flat And um, I lived by myself for two years. So like the only contact I had was when I went to college to see my friends. So I was on a lunch break and I remember my agent called me and I was like, oh, interesting. And um, I picked up and I was like, hello. She was like, are you busy? And I was like, no. She was like, oh, well, I've got something to tell you. And I was like, oh, God, I thought it was really bad news. I don't know why, but every time someone says I've got something to tell you, I'm like, it has to be bad news. <laughs> and she was like, um, love, you got sticks on the ship. And I honestly, I just broke down. I broke down. <laughs> because at the time, so at the time, I was also hearing back from Le Mis. So I didn't know whether she was going to just tell me that I didn't get either of them like at all and that i've just got to carry on auditioning blah 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 but then in the end it was that i'd got six and i was just i don't think i've ever cried so much in my entire life and i like rang my whole family and they were like what's wrong why are you crying And i just couldn't make any words i was like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just having an emotional breakdown
1: like i don't know Literally, i was like i
0: think i'm dying <laughs> amazing that is so cool i love hearing these stories so going into the first day of rehearsals um Meeting your other girls, um, did you know anyone else in the cast before um, going into that first day? I
1: I knew Jess and Georgia and Liv, but not very well. But basically, I'd met Liv. She, we were all in the same audition process. So we all like knew of each other, but just not very well. And I remember we had costume fittings in London. And I'd met Georgia on a couple of them and she was absolutely lovely. Um, And she was like, oh, let me know if you need anything. Like, I'll be here for you. And I was like, thank you. Um, (laughs) and And then I met Liv in one of my costume ones as well. And we had a few conversations there. And then with Jess, it was really funny because we were messaging each other like back and forth. And then we realised that, because obviously we worked on the ship, we had to get a visa and everything. And we realised that our visa appointments were on the same day. (laughs) And I was like, oh, amazing. Like we can go for a coffee afterwards. And uh, obviously it being a Sunday, everything was closed. So we just kind of like walked around and like tried to find like the nearest coffee shop. But it's funny because we didn't realise that our visa appointments were at the same time as well. (laughs) And I saw this girl in, in this queue and I thought, I know who that is. And I was like, but you know when you don't want to say hi in case it's not them? And I was literally like, oh, I can't do it. I literally went, Jess! She turned around. I was like, it's you! Just waved at her and then she went (laughs) off to her appointment and oh my God. But literally like, I get on with all of the girls so well. I miss them so much and we've all got to know each other so well. But yeah, those are the three queens that I knew like kind of vaguely before we started rehearsal, yeah.
0: Amazing. Um, Now we've heard previously on the podcast about the little um, history kind of experiment that Lucy gets everyone to do on their first day. Um, (laughs) How is your tutor history going into this show?
1: Honestly, not great because I've grown up not being, not being like extremely academic. Like I, I got by with a lot of hard work, but history wasn't one of my subjects. So I didn't know a lot. And I actually found out that Catherine of Aragon was actually living in Ludlow, in Ludlow Castle. And I live in Ludlow, which is mental. And I was like, ah, I found that out. And we were watching the documentaries because we got given a list of documentaries that we should be watching um, to get to know the Queens more, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. So I skipped the Catherine of Aragon bit after the introduction and I thought, oh, this will be interesting, this will be interesting. Because I do like history and I love documentaries. And uh, I was watching and then they were like, here we are in Ludlow. And I was like, hey, eh? why are you in Ludlow? <laughs> and then she was just like, explain how Catherine of Arrigan, um got married to Henry's uh, brother. And I was literally like, OK, that's cool. And then they lived in Ludlow Castle. And I was like, what? Like, that is mental. So, so mental. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm actually closer to Little Miss Aragon than I thought.
0: <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally, I was like, "Oh my god!"
0: That was going to be my next question. What was the coolest thing you learned about Aragon? But I think, I think that kind of
1: oh, tips the. That tap. was the coolest thing. <laughs> that tops everything.
0: <laughs> so going in to rehearsals, obviously, although this is a seventy-five-minute show compared to Lay um, mm. Lay would have been hard with all the harmonies. Um, yeah. This show, the energy, the jam-packed kind of vibe that is this Beyonce concert with queens yeah um what was the hardest part for you to learn
1: oh oh god I think it was actually harmonies you know yeah because I think so we had to change around the harmonies because obviously arrogance usually near to sop but I'm not a sop I'm an alto um and if you've seen my one woman mega six then you'll hear my <laughs> lovely alto lines <laughs> And um, I think it was basically, so we made up Paragon. So it was Par and Aragon. And we were both on the bottom because myself and Amelia were both altos. And um, so we changed it into Paragon. And basically Paragon's harmonies are so similar that I just kept singing all of Amelia's lines. And I thought, "Jazz, stop doing that. (laughs) So I'd just be there at night time like, like, oh, the harmonies. I got there in the end, but the harmonies are probably the hardest bit.
0: What was it like trying to get through your introduction for the first time? Uh, how long did it take you to get the the monologue down for Aragon right at the very start?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Okay, <laughs> last question. I, t- I withdraw my answer from the last question <laughs> because, oh, my God. <laughs> I literally had mental breakdown after mental breakdown after mental breakdown over that monologue. I just, oh my god! <laughs> it's the
0: wittiest piece of text. For the first time, like it is.
1: Oh, after yeah. listening to it that is a brilliant album piece of text. for so
0: long, you like, mm. I, I'd listen to it that when I were, first went to saw the sh- see the show, I was like, I'm yeah. here for everything but the music. Like, I'm just gonna watch yeah. everything, and because I know the songs, that's fine. Yeah. That first monologue started, and I was like, <laughs> damn! <I> just, like, <laughs> following her across the stage I'm like yeah. oh wow
1: it just doesn't stop it doesn't stop and I'm literally like trying to learn it and learn it because my memory's not great I have to literally like do it over and over and over and over and over and I think the girls because we shared flats in Tampa in our rehearsal process and I think the girls just got sick of me doing it over and over and over and over, and over. <laughs> but I literally did it that many times and I just the timing is just so hard and. Like, for me, when I went to go see the show, because obviously I need to do my own research as well before I started doing the show. Um, so me and my friend Janice, we went to go watch the show in London. And I thought that Aragon's monologue was brilliant. Like, it was brilliant. But that was way before I knew that I would got the show. Yeah. And so I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I just thought it was amazing. But I didn't really, like, pay attention, if that makes sense. And um, when it got round to doing it, I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> How the other queens have done this so seamlessly is beyond me because this is hard. It's hard.
0: Did you have to mark out spots to breathe? Um, because it it seems like it just it's it's really it's like yeah. It'd probably be like the it, no way breathe. Yeah, kind of.
1: Yeah, I guess it was more like you just had to know when like the OKs were coming in. Yes, and the thing is, if you get one word wrong you've got the whole thing wrong. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to be honest, I did that at least two times when I was on the ship and I thought, oh my God, like <laughs> I don't know what came out of my mouth. I was like, well, that's not the monologue.
0: <laughs> what's your favourite line in the monologue? Because there's about three or four different kind of paragraphs that Arrogant Ooh. has. If you had to pick one, what was your favourite one?
1: Oh, I don't think I can pick one. I like the whole thing. Um...
0: I'd get you to do it, but I don't think I'm allowed to. I think I would pay to have that <laughs> recording.
1: <laughs> I think it's gotta be uh I think it's gotta be the tiny little bit when Aragon just says, Okay, bit weird because I'm just like snapping out of it and she's like, mm, okay, that is a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was
0: it like getting into kind of character with Aragon being younger and Aragon's the Mm. kind of motherly figure in the show yeah what was that like for you to take on considering Um, some of the girls are older than you as well so you've got to kind of
1: yeah play that yeah as well because I think because I was one of the babies of the group and it was it was a challenge it was a challenge to get into the role of Aragon. because as I said I am very much a Berlin, (laughs) um and I think it was just difficult to try and be sassy but not cocky if that makes sense like yeah like trying to be sassy but in like a powerful woman type way not a it's almost like a, me on the best type way yeah, it's
0: almost like a confident yeah. like i know yeah I'm kind of way where Billy yeah is kind it's of just like- that
1: regality of just holding it all in your shoulders and just i don't know just not not losing your cool like arrogant does say and i just think like it was just a very difficult role to get my head around because growing up as well, I've always played like either the ditzy one, the comedic one, the young one, like I've never been, which was actually a privilege because I just thought, when am I ever going to play a role that, I'm the like one of the serious characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know if it's my ethnicity or what, but I've always seemed to be a comedic character, which I don't mind because <laughs> I love it. But I was like, when am I going to play a serious role? <laughs>
0: Boom, here you go. Have a hard one. Kick off our show. Yeah, Let's roll. <laughs>
1: um, in the
0: show in its entirety, what is your favourite moment to perform in the show?
1: Ooh, it's got to be the beginning of six. Just because every time we did it on the stage, no matter if it was with the actual queens, the swings, any queens, didn't matter who it was, it was that connection that we had on the stage that made me really feel like I was I really belonged there and that I had a great group of girls with me on the stage. And it was just like we literally had a proper connection that no one else, I feel like, would we'll never understand because we are just a group of sisters now. I, I really do believe that. And we're one big family. And it was just the bit before six and we just sing into each other kind of forgot the audience were there. And we just sang the song to each other, which was just absolutely lovely to do every single time we did it. It was so nice. Oh,
0: I love that moment in the show. And I yeah. like, get teary every time someone talks about it. It makes me emotional. It, like, oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, Choreography wise. Mm. Hardest song to learn. Or... Or favourite favorite choreography. Let's do both.
1: <clears throat> I think favourite choreography has got to be No Way, for sure. No Way choreography is my fave. But then, <laughs> if anything, the hardest choreo was in um, Don't Lose Your Head. With the whole head thing, with the feet thing at the same time. Oh man, I saw someone do this
0: on TikTok the other day, and it was seamless. I was like,
1: "How have you?" Oh,
0: it's hard. I like looked at it; it was slowed down, and I was like, "Man, that's still difficult. Like, there's no way I'm even gonna try this."
1: Yeah, I remember we did it in the audition process, and I just couldn't do it. I genuinely looked like a chicken who'd lost their legs. I was like, "Oh, this looks awful. I'm not getting the job."
0: So what was it like seeing the, your costume for the first time, seeing it all
1: come together? <laughs> oh, that was a dream. I just, like, obviously going to college, you don't have a massive budget to have, like, amazing costumes. You just kind of, like, do with the hand-me-downs from the year before and, like, they're still amazing costumes, but to have your own personal costume that has been fitted for you like specifically, like no other person is going to wear my costume, you know. And when I put it on for the first time, I thought, "Wow, I really do feel like a queen because it really—I mean, it was heavy, but it was amazing." And I didn't care that it was heavy because I thought I looked so bomb. Like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but <laughs> I've never felt that amazing in my entire life. And then I put the shoes on, and I was like, "Girl, <laughs> like, <I> felt amazing!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Aragon's kind of costume is. Let I, the most regal of them all, and I'm just pulling, trying to find a photo of yours at the moment, just mm. scrolling through your Instagram. I think area. it's the
1: shoulder pads. You know, the shoulder yeah. pads are huge.
0: <laughs> um, what was it? How how do you explain the weight? Because PVC vinyl and all the studs and everything, oh, God. like it, it can't be.
1: Oh, it's heavy. It baffles yeah. me how
0: she's made them comfortable to wear on stage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, they're comfortable. It's comfortable, but it's heavy. And I can't believe that I managed to do the show in that kind of weight because <clears throat> basically one day I was just like, I wonder how heavy my costume actually is when I've got like <laughs> everything on, including the shoes. So there were some weighing scales in the changing room, and I thought, okay, I'll weigh myself without anything on, just like like no costume, no nothing. So I weighed myself and then I got changed, got ready for the show, blah, blah, blah. And then weighed myself again. And my costume weighed 10 pounds.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And I was like, oh my God, like that's heavy. And I thought, oh my God. I literally went, girls, 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 girls. And they were like, what? And I was like, my costume weighs 10 pounds. And they were like, what? (laughs) I was like, I know, it's so heavy.
0: (laughs) How? What's the chain? Is the chain like heavy or is it?
1: you know what, the chain isn't that heavy. I think it's like a plasticky material, I'm not sure. But it's not overly heavy. I mean, it's a little bit annoying when you're trying to jump because it kind of just goes in your face. (laughs) Um, So that kind of hurts. But then I think it's not heavy, but it can sometimes be like annoying when, like I said, when you're trying to jump, but the costume needs it. Because I feel like if you don't have the necklace, like, I put like one show, I remember the necklace, I had a bit of a costume malfunction in that show, don't know why. And my cost, my necklace fell off <laughs> just after no way. I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so then after that, I just felt a bit naked because I didn't have my necklace on. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I didn't realise how important this necklace was. <laughs> and it was a real big statement of it. And I thought, I need this necklace in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, speaking of malfunctions, um, let, hmm. let's. You can throw yourself under the bus or your castmates or something. What? Let's talk about some on-stage or rehearsal mishaps that are very memorable. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, okay. So a rehearsal one. I'm going to throw the lovely Kelly Sweeney, uh, Kelly Sweeney under the bus here. <laughs> Kelly, basically. you're going to have to come
0: on now and defend yourself, just FYI. <laughs>
1: yeah, Kelly, you're going to have to fight back now. Um, basically, we watch this same rehearsal video over and over and over again for one particular reason and basically (laughs) kelly was doing don't hit your head and basically you know when you are just like walking innocently along a pavement and you go over your ankle and you just go whoop and you don't really know what the hell just happened and you're like okay i just ignore that and basically kelly did this i don't know how she did it But we zoomed in and she literally buckles her ankle like three times in a row. (laughs) But she does it in time with the music when she's singing every night. She's like every night. And like it's literally her ankle is like every night. And I'm like, that is incredible. And when you watch it, I mean, it's not funny when I say it, but it's literally you watch it and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Because she's just going down to the floor (laughs) and God help that girl. She's just falling down and falling down and no one is helping her. And I'm like, oh, that is hilarious. And that's the only thing we would watch on the ship because it was just so funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With buckling ankles, this is something I've been meaning to touch on for ages, but just never have. Mm. Um, Learning this show straight off, did you, were you learning in, the heels and the size heel that you were going to be performing in from like day one. So you kind of got used to the height difference.
1: So basically we had, you know, Dr. Martin shoes. So we had Doc Martins and it was the heel ones, the chunky ones, which are actually taller than the, the Leducas that we use on the stage. So if anything, it was quite a relief to then have the Leducas, because they weren't as tall as the Doc Martens. Obviously, Doc Martens aren't made to dance in. But, um, yeah, I just think, I mean, don't get me wrong, our feet did hurt, but it's just kind of one of those things that you just get, get on with. Um, dance alive. <laughs> yeah, literally dance alive. But literally, the <laughs> yeah, the shoes that we had were the Doc Martin ones, the, the heel ones. So we had okay. those for rehearsals until we got our Leducas in. And then we started rehearsing with those once we had them.
0: Okay, cool um on ship mm-hmm. most memorable experience from being on sea, like whether it's a show or just in a cabin what what is something that stands out to you that you'll ever forever hold dear <laughs> that's all good. we are all good, um so let's jump straight back into that question. For anyone that's wondering why we're laughing it's because um we just had a technical mouth <laughs> so <laughs> where we were Jess, we were at our uh, most memorable experience on board the ship
1: yeah so basically i what i was saying before i was rudely interrupted by my wi-fi um basically we went to nassau in the bahamas and basically there's a massive water park there and it's called atlantis and That day, we all decided to get off the ship and just have a good day, go to this water park. And it was all eight of us. And hands down, that was one of the best days of my entire life. It was so fun. And I'm not really one for like water slides or like big drops or anything or like roller coasters or anything like that. So literally like me and Kelly, I remember we absolutely pooed ourselves on this one slide. Oh, my God. It was so scary. I just thought you know what I need to do it if I don't do it now I'll never do it and we did it together and it was just it was just the best day it was the best day great company great like location that we were at and it was sunny and it was just an amazing day amazing that's amazing I love that Um,
0: (laughs) now Jazz you are a a YouTuber a YouTube sensation
1: Um, I mean I wouldn't go that far but thank you
0: Um, But your YouTube channel is all about bringing awareness and understanding a syndrome that you do have, which is Mm. nephrotic
1: syndrome? Yes, nephrotic syndrome, yeah.
0: Beautiful. Go my pronunciation. Do you want to take us through what that is and Mm. uh, what you're trying to do on your YouTube channel?
1: So basically, around four years ago this month, I got diagnosed with nephrotic syndrome. And it's basically an autoimmune disease where your immune system... Fight your own immune system which is very bizarre but i mean the human,
0: yeah.
1: human body <laughs> but um basically four years ago i got diagnosed and i'm an avid youtube watcher i love a bit of youtube uh, it is my guilty pleasure and um so i was trying to i was trying to like research things because there's like certain things that I couldn't eat certain things that I couldn't do medications that I had to take I didn't know like how severe the side effects were going to be if I was ever going to dance ever again because I remember my doctor being like yeah because this was just before I went off to train in musical theatre and I remember my doctor literally just looking me in the eye and being like sorry you're probably not going to dance again and I was like Right, okay, so I'm still gonna look dance. Look at me now, Doc. Yeah, literally, like, look at me now. Um, but I just was like, no, like surely there is people who still have a career who have an autoimmune disease. Like you can't just say you can't ever dance ever again because that's just mad. Um and obviously like I got put on steroid medication. That makes you like look like a chipmunk, which is just brilliant. Um and then so then I just thought I need to find someone who's going through this with me so I did find a lot of like Facebook support groups that I joined and like everyone was in the same boat which was amazing I felt really like supported there but then for me personally I like seeing things physically and like seeing how these things affect people physically and mentally and emotionally and um, I couldn't find anything and literally on YouTube there was like doctors like explaining like the scientific ways of like how this syndrome works and whatever and I was like yeah but that's not helpful like how do people live how do you <laughs> live with this and uh so I thought you know what screw it I'm gonna be the person that's gonna promote this syndrome and yeah. talk about it and I always look at <laughs> I always look back at my first video I just laugh at myself because that is not me I just like oh, I think man, I'm I- very like in, introverted and like shy and I look like an egg because I'm on steroids and I was literally like oh jazz but it's out it's out there it's on the internet so if you try I to love math, it,
0: it. listen to my first podcast episode back the other day and I was like oh boy am I glad like, that we've kind garden. of like <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we stepped it up because <laughs> damn <laughs> you almost feel sorry and you almost feel like apologizing to the people that yeah. watch that first yeah. video because you're like well um I'm glad we're here now because yeah
1: it's been a journey it's been a journey and um I remember my dissertation at college basically I didn't want to go down the route of because obviously I was doing a musical theatre degree I didn't want to go down the route of like the stereotypical why can't dancers be fat why is this why is that in musical theatre I didn't want to do that so like personally I, I struggled for the entirety of my first year when I was at college, like I was, I lost all my muscle because I was like in hospital so much. It was a struggle mentally and physically. It was hard, um, and basically, I thought, what could I do to make this process for other people who were going through the same thing as me and training eight hours a day? How can I make this easier? So I wrote my dissertation on autoimmune diseases and. Uh, vocational training and how to help and I'm very proud of myself because like I said before not very academic but I managed to get a first gonna blow my own trumpet there because I'm very proud of that and um, it was a hit and I remember getting the comments back from my marker and they were like basically saying that they'd never seen like a subject like this and it was interesting and I was really happy with that and um, I don't know whether one day I might I, I had like this thought in my head that maybe I'll publish it one day if I just like Get rid of the typos because there were too many typos in that dissertation and, um, <laughs> but I don't know I that might be a future project I'm not sure I'm not sure yet <laughs> that's amazing though guys
0: if you want to get some more understanding of what Jazz has been through I will pop all the links to her YouTube channel down below so you can thank you go so and much. Watch her videos because <laughs> I, I watched one or two before we started recording and yeah 100% the information is great so 100% go watch it so you you kind of grab some understanding even if it's not affecting you it's good to know these things are out in the Mm. world that way maybe if a friend or a family member comes down with or gets diagnosed with the syndrome you know like yep cool this is exactly where I can go it's all about awareness Um, yeah exactly um that pretty much nearly wraps things up for us jazz um what I want to ask you uh, before we, we do truly wrap things up, mm. um, we've kind of answered my second last question that we already do. Um, mm. What what was your favourite part of the show to learn? Have we already touched that?
1: To learn? You know what? I can't no, remember. We haven't. I feel like we've spoke so much. I can't even remember what's come up now. Um, That's so good. I think favourite part of the show to learn? Ooh.
0: Yeah, we haven't asked this question. This is a good no, question. yeah. I otherwise, I would be yeah.
1: <laughs> what was my favourite part to learn? Oh my god, there's too many. I think you know what? It's just got to be the very beginning, the very very beginning, day one rehearsal when we're doing the walk down from the rostrum. I remember just walking down in rehearsal, like once we blocked it and everything, then ran it through the music, and we were just all stood in our queen order. And then you just say that first line and obviously Aragon starts the whole show and I'm like, divorced, And I'm literally like, oh my God, like I start the whole show and this is amazing. (laughs) I was like, this is insane. And I think that has got to be my favorite part to learn. And it made it very surreal that this was my job. I was getting paid to do what I love and I've only ever dreamt of doing this and It's just mad. It was mad. But that was probably one of my favourite moments of rehearsal for sure. Amazing.
0: Uh, So we've got two more questions. But before we do, guys, if you want to follow Jazz, please go follow her on Instagram because she's a bomb. I will pop that at down below as well. You know where to find us. You can find us at OzQueendom and The Queendom Cast. Uh, We've got our merch line up and running at thequeendomonline.com forward slash shop. So go check that out. What? is, um, oh, I've forgotten the question. Guys, <laughs> I had two really good questions and I've forgotten Sorry. one. No. Oh, I want you to talk me through
1: mm-hmm.
0: performing the first show on the ship, knowing you've got an audience in front of you. What was it like hitting that final boom? Oh, at the end of the
1: God. That show. I think we actually did a cruise show before we did a show for a real audience. Yeah. And like the cruise show was good because I feel like, I feel like entertainment get a lot of stick on cruises because it kind of seems like we just sleep all day, blah, blah, blah. But obviously we've actually been training since we were like very young. Um, so the cruise show was really good, but then I was so, so nervous for the real thing. And you just never know on a cruise how the audience are going to react because obviously they've booked the cruise they haven't booked the show so obviously like you've got West End Broadway and UK tour where people have specifically booked tickets to watch the show but then you've got people on a cruise of all different ages all different genders and you don't know how they're going to react and I feel like the first show went really well, went really, really well. And I was happy with it. And the audience seemed to love it. Um, and to be honest, sometimes you get audiences that are a bit quiet, but I just don't know whether it's because they're like, I don't know. They don't understand the show maybe. Um yeah. But yeah, I think the first time we ever did the show in front of it, I was just really proud of everyone. Honestly, so proud. Like we, we ran off the stage and just was like, what just happened like what actually just happened it was it was an incredible feeling really great
0: yeah amazing now (laughs) we're gonna get all soft cuddly gooey ooey (laughs) being away from your girls for Mm. a while now what's the biggest thing you miss about the show and this will wrap us up
1: oh you know what it's not even about the show it's just about being with the girls and literally like we would always go into Jess's room. Jess's room was next to my room. And Jess was definitely the the mum of the group. And we would just, if you needed anything, you go to Jess's room. You just want to sit there, you go to Jess's room. You want to watch something, you go to Jess's room. And we would always gather there. It would be like one person would go to Jess's room and it's like the whole of our cast would know that that one person was in Jess's room. And they're like, Jess's room, let's go. (laughs) and we'd always and it'd just be so great and even if it was just to have a nap like to have a nap you could fit several people on that bed so it would literally be like four people on the bed two people on the sofa one person on the chair and we'd all just have a nap and we'd just fall asleep and then be like okay go time it's just I miss the girls and their company and it's not even the fact that we have to be doing anything it's just them being around me I miss you know I really, miss that's
0: it. the perfect note to wrap things up on. Jazz. <laughs> yeah. So, Queens, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jazz, for coming and hanging out. Thank Appreciate <laughs> anytime. Uh, Queens, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button to make sure you're staying up to date with any episodes we drop. Remember, Saturdays every <laughs> Saturday 10 a.m. London time, 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and whatever time that is in the US because I still haven't figured that out. Um <laughs> We will catch you next week's Queens. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>